y'all. This is Melanie Leach here with the LIFT podcast. LIFT, of course, stands for Ladies in Fellowship Together. We are a group of women here in the neighborhood who are just regular people trying to live out our Christian walk every day. And this podcast is a way for us to just stay connected. So welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about Advent because we are in Advent season as of December 2nd. So Advent is a time of waiting. So this week is week one of Advent. So Advent typically runs about four weeks before Christmas, four Sundays before Christmas. Today, I wanted to kind of think through week one of Advent. We talked about some of this today in Bible study. Week one typically focuses on hope. The Bible says the word became flesh and lived among us. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jesus is always with us. He's with us in good times and he's with us in bad times. Jesus never leaves you. He is always with you. So this season, I hope you take some time out from all the busyness that's happening. I know your schedules are are crazy and packed with shopping, parties, visiting with friends. But I hope in in the midst of this season, you carve out some time to just be renewed and refreshed with the awareness of God's presence in and around your life. At the start of the church year, which is Advent, it's where we begin. We begin with a a feeling and a sense of hopefulness, hopefulness for what is to come. Every year, the Lord invites you to deepen your relationship with him. He is the lamp for our steps. He is the light for our path. Let's adjust to him. I pray that in this season of Advent, you notice more God in your lives. We were discussing today how busy we are, especially this season. Perhaps we need permission to say no to some things. Are you burning the candle at both ends? Sometimes I think about in the Bible, it talks about the seventh year you shall let the land rest. What if every seventh year we took a sabbatical? What if we, we took a break? I, that's kind of unheard of. Although I have been reading more and more people have been doing things like this, taking a break, taking a year off to travel the world with their family. They take their kids out of school, and homeschool them while they travel. I don't think I could homeschool my child. I just, well, we would play hooky probably every single day. But I think you don't have to take a whole year off to take a break, but you can take a Sabbath rest, exercise, meditate, connect with your husbands, you know, mainly I'm talking to women, so connect with your husbands. Quality time with your spouse. Remember, after the the kids are gone, it's just going to be you two again. The women's director at our church, she says, take one one time a month, go on a date night. Just reconnect with your with your spouse. Be present where you are. Don't rush to the next thing. Be in the moment. 
one thing I've been looking into this year, I started uh, back in January um, reading about contemplative prayer, contemplative spirituality and what that means. I was reading up on the Enneagram to help me understand more about how I can be more contemplative. So I'm a I'm a two on the Enneagram. The things that help me recharge and rejuvenate are being in solitude where I don't have to do anything but focus on me. It helps teach me how to be more present. So if you are a if you do study the Enneagram, there are some other methods for contemplative spirituality. So if you are an eight, a nine, or a one on the Enneagram, stillness is your uh, path to contemplative spirituality, being still, stopping, you know, stop trying to do, do, do. You're not, you know, you don't need to keep striving. Practice stillness. Reevaluate your need to constantly be doing something. Just stop. Be still. Um, the head centers on the Enneagram are your fives, your sixes, and your sevens. And the way to contemplative peace there is silence. Those in the, the head triad, that's what it's called. You're in the head center, five, six, and sevens. Silence helps head centers listen to the voice of God. Silence helps you listen to the people in your lives who are speaking loving words of truth or affirmation over you. Um, I also read a great contemplative um, practice book this year. It is called The Eternal Current by Aaron Nequist. He is the the husband of Shauna Nequist. We, if some of you recall, we did a um, we did Bread in the Wine a few years back by Shauna Nequist, and this is his book, uh, The Eternal Current, and he does a lot of exercises on contemplative prayer practices. But I think we all, during this season, it's hard not to want to do everything. You don't have to feel that way. You know, listen to yourself. You know when you've reached a breaking point. You don't have to do everything, especially at Christmas time. Prioritize. Say no. Be present where you are. Be satisfied that you are good enough. Just be. So I was also this morning uh, reading an Advent devotional by Thomas Merton. Um, It's called Hope or Delusion. I really, I was really intrigued by it. I want to read some of what I jotted down. He says, at times our hopes come into conflict with darkness, desperation, and ignorance. We can't ignore these things. In Advent, we celebrate the presence of Christ, even in the midst of problems and tragedies. This reminded me of just the things that you know, our group is going through. And I'm sure if anyone is listening to this podcast who isn't in my neighborhood, but we all go through terrible things, you know, cancer. We've got several ladies who are battling many forms of cancer in our group, brain cancer, breast cancer, liver cancer. There are marriages that are on the rocks, breaking up, 
finances that are in trouble, prodigal sons and daughters and so on. I mean, we're constantly praying for these things because in this world there is trouble and we certainly aren't exempt from that trouble. So our faith at Advent, and I think this is something that we have to remember, and I think sometimes people think we're a little too happy, clappy Christian, but our faith at Advent isn't an escape from these things that are happening, these very real-world things that are happening, and we can't just gloss over them with a Bible verse here or a, a nice little saying or whatever, you know, things that are well-intended, but we can't escape this stuff. And it's not, I don't think we're meant to. What I thought was incredibly interesting was the, I'm going to read this sentence. It says, what is lacking is not so much the courage to ask the question, but the courage to expect an answer. How many times are we going through a hardship or a struggle And we pray about it, but do we expect God to answer us? Do you think that maybe this is the time he's going to get us back for something? Like maybe there's something in in our thinking that we just don't trust. We don't trust that God is good. We don't trust that we're going to be the recipient of something good. I don't know. I mean, sometimes the answer isn't what we want. Sometimes it isn't the good answer. But that doesn't mean God isn't good. God is still good, even when his answers aren't good to us. And those are things that we don't understand. And those are things we don't know about. I was reading Everybody Always, and Bob Goff was talking about the guy who was uh, healed from the demon, you know, Jesus went over there and this, the man's son had, a, a like, he said, who are you? And he said, we are legion. So there was a legion of demons in this guy. And then the demon said, don't send us out into the abyss, send us into that group of pigs. And so Jesus said, okay. So it was good for the guy who was possessed. Now he's no longer possessed. But what about the pig farmer? All his pigs just ran over a cliff. So it was not a good day for the pig farmer. We don't understand what happens. You know, we don't understand these things of God. In spite of all the terrible things that happen in the world, our hope and the thing that we hope in is that God's got it. Everything is according to his plan. He's not surprised by anything when crazy things happen. He knew that was going to happen all along. He's got it. Well, that's all I have for today. I hope this has been helpful to you and your faith walk. Remember, he is with you. Be present where you are. Be hopeful. God has a plan, and all these things will one day be worked out for good. See you next week.